Hey everybody, Mark here. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we have a really fun episode for today. It's a bit unique in that it is just Jessica and me. And so we're doing this because in a few weeks, we're going to be hosting what's called a midweek takeover, where it's a chance for us as a broader Menlo Church community to get to know each of the campuses, some of their staff members, their hopes and dreams, and how we can help come together as a community to make that happen. So that's going to happen in, I think, two weeks from now. But we thought it'd be really fun to kick that off by getting to know Jess and me a little bit better. So our hopes is that it's a fun listen. You can get to know us a little bit better, as well as we have some opportunities for you all to get involved, fun things for you to research and do. We have some questions that we ask that we'd love your feedback on. And so we just hope that during this process, you can get to know us, where Menlo is going, and some of the people that are here behind the scenes making it happen. So enjoy today's episode, and we will kick off our official midweek takeover soon. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Menlo Midweek. My name is Mark. My name is Jessica. And it is just us That's today. That's it. That's it, everybody. Don't stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that they wouldn't, but... We are in the midst of summer, which means there are people in and out. <laughs> lots of vacations. Lots of vacations, lots of people traveling. And I think it's really good because this is a great time for our staff to just get recharged because mm-hmm. fall is such a big thing for us so here at many Menlo. Things. And with families in general. I mean, you have kids going back to school, all yeah. that. Sometimes still busy, but different kind of busy. Yeah. So we are planning a little peek behind the lens here, curtain, whatever you want to say. I don't know. Um, (laughs) A campus takeover of the Menlo Midweek soon. And so we want to kick that off with a chance for you to get to know Jess and I a little bit better. Jess and me? Jess and I. Jess and me. I don't know. I think it's me. I think it's me. I heard the trick is you take out the Mm. other word. So if you would say... Yes. A chance to get to know I better nope. or a chance to get to know me better. So then it's just and me. You. I don't know if that's right. Have you ever been a teacher? I was a preschool teacher. <laughs> I was an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so Classic. that's on you. <laughs> that is on me. Classic. Um, but our hopes for these campus takeovers is that for the campuses to get to know um for you to get to know this campus staff a little yeah. bit more, um, for them to share hopes and dreams, what's going on at all of our different campuses across the Bay. So fun. And we want to do that too. Yeah. We're kind of in a unique position because what we do here definitely reaches all across to every campus. But also, we are now in a team building mode as mm-hmm. well. And so we would like to for you all to get to know us in the hopes mm-hmm. that hey, you might want to get involved with what we're doing here too. Because you hear how great and fun we are with our answers to these questions coming up. Exactly. And you're like, me too. Let's be friends. Exactly. And volunteer for us. Yes. <laughs> and so the campus takeovers will look a lot different than this. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to do is we're just going to ask each other a couple questions that we may or may not have seen beforehand. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to have some time to get to know Jess and Mark a little bit better. So yeah. Jess, you ready? Yeah. You want to... You want to ask first or do you want to be asked first? I don't care. All right. I'm going to ask you first. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Jess, you are someone that I am is someone. so into TVs, movies, pop culture in general. Mm-hmm. And as long as I've known you, you've always had a show or something <laughs> that you've been going and cranking through. And it, yep. I think that they're the same shows that you watch on repeat, yep. but you might add some new ones in here and mm-hmm. there. So... Right now, what show has been on in the background and what's next in the rotation? Ooh, next. Okay. My current, well, I will say Friends is the one that's consistently, constantly going on. Yes. Um, My current one, and I asked Mark if I was allowed to say this word on the podcast, but it is the name of a TV show (laughs) called Schitt's Creek. (laughs) Because actually when the show first came out, they would do interviews. They weren't. They had to like oh, bleep out it? or they couldn't say that name on TV. Oh, yeah. How so um, it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's a hilarious, wonderful show. If you haven't checked it out, it is a great one. Um, next on the rotation. Oof. Um, probably, I'll probably go back to Bob's Burgers. Oh. That's another favorite of mine. That mm. one's a bitter, a big 
that one's a bigger commitment. Okay. Schitt's Creek is like six seasons and mm-hmm. like, I think like five, 10 to 15 episodes per yep. season. Yeah. Bob's Burgers is now on season 14. That's a lot of, that's a lot of seasons. <laughs> and there's like 20 something episodes per season, yeah. but they're like, it's incredible. Okay. It, I don't know a ton of people that watch it, mm-hmm. but it's clearly popular because yeah. there's, it's there's 14 season 14. Seasons. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any that you rewatch? I will listen to, like, I don't usually have shows on in the background because my mind's like, I need to watch that show. Yeah. But I have been, I don't even think I've watched it entirely, but I watched pieces of it. And now that it got re-released on Netflix, I've been going oh. through Suits. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like addicted to watching yeah. that show. Yeah, I've heard that because it came on Netflix. It's yeah. like number one. Yeah. My parents are watching it for the first oh, time. They? Uh, Juice at our Saratoga campus yes. is watching it again. Taylor Choate at our Mountain View campus is watching it for yeah. the first time. I was like, why is everybody watching this show all of a sudden? So good. It's because it got on Netflix. Kind of makes me want to be a lawyer, but at the same time, I don't want to be a Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Kind of okay. Right. <clears throat> We've actually done karaoke before. Yes, we have. My birthday party, actually. Yep. We did an early 2000s yep. karaoke yeah, party. Was it was really fun. Shout out to our very own Rochelle Shump. Rochelle Summers, Rochelle, Rochelle Summers, who yes. a lot of you have met, heard, mm-hmm. uh, she hosted it for me, and Taylor Choate. Um, so, what is your go-to karaoke song? Or next time you do karaoke, what song do you want to sing? Ooh. I usually live in like pop punk era, yeah. like that. That's what fits my yeah. voice the best. Um, but there was one song recently that I sang, and it was by One Republic. Oh, okay. Do you remember them? Yeah. Yes, it was one of their. I don't remember the the actual title of the song. It was one of was their first ones that. Too late to apologize. Might that, have been one, that one, the yep. big one. That yep. was like their first big yep. hit. Okay, so that one. Um, or I'm trying to do "Take on Me." I feel like I could get that done, <laughs> but that's a stretch. So take on. Yep, exactly. I feel like you need a background singer for that. Yes, I will do okay. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say you actually at that party helped me live my middle school and high school fantasy of being in a boy band yep it was i think you and matt summers mm-hmm. brett Corton, and mm-hmm. keith riley mm-hmm. and me and we did mm-hmm. nsync it was great all-time favorite boy band yeah so thank you for that you're welcome <laughs> what would be what's your next song i know you're ever planning. oh out. man i go to karaoke all the time um the next one i wanted to do i've i'm getting into my 90s late 90s like rock era you know um so the next one i want to do oh shoot i don't try to remember the name of it it's an incubus song drive um no it's uh shoot oh it's gonna bug me i'll figure it out i'll remember but it's a good one it's a oh pardon me oh pardon me while i burst into flames nice you know to throw it at something different instead of britney spears all the time <laughs> not all the time i've done her awesome. once uh you're also a huge music person i am and as i'm singing going, everything yes, that i sing obviously and you love going to concerts yes what i know you probably can't identify one singular <laughs> best concert yeah honestly but when i ask what have some what are some of the best concerts you've been to what comes okay. to mind okay um the first one that actually does come to mind is i saw um queen with adam lambert so r.i.p freddie mercury one of the most amazing voices in the history of the world Mm -hmm. um and yes so queen i like grew up on queen shout out to my parents for listening to awesome music when i was growing up um and it i like cried i've seen them twice and i cried because it was they just do such a good job of a tribute to freddie instead of like trying to be him and it's incredible Mm -hmm. um man some of my other favorites are like smaller bands that not a lot of people have heard of. Um, I just recently saw a band called Joseph. It's three okay. sisters. And I it was just absolutely incredible. It was up cool. in San Francisco. Just such an awesome show. Um, any show at the Greek Theater in Berkeley, mm-hmm. if you haven't been there, mm-hmm. check it out. Mm-hmm. The Lumineers, um, nice. Mumford & Sons, yeah. Avett Brothers. Yeah. I saw Florence and the Machine. Oh, cool. Just that's just such a beautiful venue. You like can't go yeah. wrong there. Um, 
yeah, those are probably some of my top. I'm actually going to a concert tonight, speaking of. Oh, cool. <laughs> Going to go see Jimmy E. World up at the Masonic. I've seen them a ton. They are incredible in concert, so that might be jumped up on my yeah. list. Oh, another really good one I went to recently is called Penny and Sparrow. Okay. Another very chill, like, incredible voices, harmonies. Oh, so good. See, I could just keep yeah, listing. I just keep like thinking it. of it them. seems like Penny and Sparrow would also be a place you would go to the city for like a rooftop bar. Like I feel Ooh, like that's a good rooftop bar that name. That is. I do have a list of in my Google Maps of I'm the sure best rooftop do. bars in San Francisco. Sure you do. Nice. All right. Any concerts for you? Um, I think the one of the best big concerts I've been to was um, Coldplay. At, mm. That one was just I've never seen fantastic. Them. I also saw Chance the Rapper oh, a long time ago at Hollywood Bowl. That was sweet. A few Jason Mraz concerts has been really good. I've seen Alan Stone a few times at like some oh, of the smaller okay. venues in the city. And then this band called Lawrence. Oh, yes. I love them. They're yeah, you guys so just went fun. last year sometime, right? Yep. Yeah. And then I'm super excited because I think in September, we're going to see um, one of my favorite bands of all time, King's Kaleidoscope. Oh, Yes. Yes. Uh, we're going to see them. I think they're coming up here. I was going to say they're playing. I think someone emailed me saying, yeah. do you want them to play at your church? And you should have said, yes, Mark will host them. <laughs> okay. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would have been rad. Oh, so really super cool. excited for that. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. My turn. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know this about you. Okay. Are you a reader? Do you like to read books? I like to listen to books. Okay. Audiobooks. Mm -hmm. So are there any books that you've read multiple times? Oh, definitely. Like, and which ones? Yeah. Um, there's quite a few that I've revisited over the years. One recently that I revisited that I was super <laughs> let down by. Do you remember reading Hatchet in school? It was like no. the story about this kid that I want to say was in an airplane and I want the Alaska area. Okay. I don't know. Sorry if I'm butchering this, but essentially there was a plane crash and he had to survive and all he had was his hatchet. Oh, and so for like fifth grade, Mark, I was, or whatever this was, like this is awesome. Oh, like, wow, he's just on a camping trip. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look, I want that to happen to yeah. me. I want to um, get in a plane crash. And so I remember really liking it as a kid, and then I read it again. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, kind of let down. <laughs> this is why this was given to fifth yes, graders. <laughs> exactly. Um, there are a few like motivational books that I'll revisit. Mm. Um, a couple authors of or like. Um, I'm kind of big in like the self-help like, okay. section or like leadership section. So like definitely not like super Christian authors, but like a book by a guy named David Goggins is really good. Um, there's some like ex-Navy SEAL guys that are like Ooh. super interesting with like their leadership takes and stuff. Like Jocko Willink, I've read his book a few times. Um, but if I was to like read for fun, um, I read, I've been on like a weird visit the high school classics, like okay. the Orwell's yeah. or the like Fahrenheit 451 by Animal Bradbury. Farm. And, yeah. yeah. So I've been on that recently, which yeah. has been kind of interesting. Let me know. I'm like, I kind of want it. I'll be honest. I don't even know if I actually ever read them like you were supposed to, but I don't I remember. I definitely did. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let me know if they're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. they're super interesting because yeah. it's like they're still relevant today. Yeah. And so um, that on top of like... Ruthless Elimination by Hurry by Comer. Oh, yeah. I've read that book uh, quite a few times mm -hmm. because it's just like when I get done with it, I've already forgotten the most important parts because I'm already <laughs> not, I'm already hurrying again. So I reread that Dang one. Dang it, too. I missed the whole yeah. concept of the book. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. So what about for you? I want to be a reader mm -hmm. so bad. Mm -hmm. I love reading and I like audiobooks and all that stuff, but it just. It takes a lot for me to like really do that. Um, but the books I read over and over again are the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Huge fan. Third book's the best book. Yeah. Uh, really love them. I've yeah. actually read um, The Great Gatsby a couple times as I love well. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And Anthony Bourdain's memoir. Have you ever read it? No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really See, good. I like those ones, like on audiobook, especially yes. the Tina Fey one. Yeah. Amy Poehler did one, mm -hmm. Mindy Kaling, and mm -hmm. they all like read their own books and they like brought. I think it was Amy Poehler like brought in guests to like mm -hmm. co-read with her. Those were really fun. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, everyone will know this about you by listening, but you are a like one of the most positive and energetic people that I know. <laughs> most Thank of the you. time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when the cameras are on, you're like a little extra sometimes. <laughs> but it's Me? coming from a place of not like 
disingenuousness. It's just like you get excited when there's people around. Yeah. So what helps you maintain your positivity? I get excited when the attention is on me. Is that really what it is? Yeah. Sometimes. It depends on the mood, too. Okay. Um, how do I maintain my positive attitude? Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. <sighs> I don't know. I honestly, like, this is going to be a horrible answer because if anyone's ready to, like, write down, like, what they can do, yeah. it's just, like, inherent in me. Like, it my mom... Like it's pretty natural for you. My mom and I are, like, almost the same person. We are okay. very positive people. Uh -huh. um, I'm an Enneagram 7, if you know anything about that. Um, so, just, you know, looking on the brighter side of things and um, trying to find the fun in every situation. Hmm. I think part of it now, thinking about it, is, like... When other people are sad around me, that mm -hmm. makes me sad. But mm -hmm. as a seven, I don't want to stay sad. Oh. So instead of just trying to remove myself from the situation, I want to make them happy as well. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a little therapy session here. Um, but I think, yeah, it's also a balance of making sure like they're in the space mm -hmm. to want to feel better because sometimes you need to like live in the grief with them mm -hmm. live in the sadness li with them live in the hard um but then you know throw in a couple of jokes here and there so yeah i don't know if that's like a great answer but it's just kind of it's just the way god made me <laughs> cool <laughs> what about you you're a pretty positive person i'm pretty positive um i can usually see the positives of things yeah even in the negatives Same. or my brain is less about revert to positivity as it's like everything is a is a growing and teachable moment. Yeah. So that kind of removes me from a lot of things too. Mm -hmm. Like in hard situations, I'll already be thinking about like, even as I'm in them, how could I do, have done this better or grow mm -hmm. or, or like, what can I be learning from this now? Um, and in health, that looks like positivity. And mm -hmm. sometimes when it's not, it's like negative self-talk. Yeah. <laughs> but most of the time it's positive. Now I'm thinking, we were talking about the Enneagram the other day, yeah. and Mark's still a little unsure of what his number is. That right there was a three statement of trying to, like, what could I learn from this? Yeah. Mm, interesting. If you're a longtime listener and you think you know Mark's Enneagram, yes, please. text it in, 650-600-0402. I've been asked, like, asking and answering this question yeah. for like, the last five years since I figured out that churches are super into Enneagrams because I didn't know what that was yeah. before that. Mine neither. Um, what, I'm sure it existed before that. Did it? Probably. Okay. But I have no idea what I am still. <laughs> I mean... You, I think I've narrowed it you down. thought you were a two for a while, and you're definitely very like helpful yes. and put others first. But I feel like a lot of twos are like I don't. I feels like there's not just the, a thing called being a two. It's uh. like if you're a two, you're like to the extreme cool. of like I have to help everybody, put everybody first. Not in a bad way. Okay. Um, well, it could be in a bad way, but um, so yeah, I don't know. Okay, interesting. Yeah, things to think on. Okay, besides this podcast. Yes. Do you have a favorite podcast? Definitely. It all of mine are like hobby centric. <laughs> and so there is a podcast about fly fishing that I love, of mm -hmm. course. Uh it's by Tom Rosenbauer, and who's basically just fish Jesus, fly fishing Jesus. He's just the he's just the guy. <laughs> like um, I mean Jesus was a fisher of men. Yes, so. exactly. And he's a fisher of trout mm -hmm. and all of other things. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he's just like one, one of the biggest people in the fly fishing world. Um, and he puts out a podcast, which I really love. And I want, I take ideas from him to try to do here because he oh. structures his podcast with what he calls, I think it's called the fly box, where listeners will send in questions okay. and audio files. And then he just starts each podcast with listener questions. Mm. So like, you just don't know what you're going to get. We should Most totally do that. I know. So if that's a good idea to you, let us know that you think that's a good idea. And if we hear and from in the enough of you, then we'll absolutely start our podcast yeah, with that. That'd be fun. Because I think it's super fun. And sometimes he brings on guests to help answer those questions. Okay. And then he gets into like his interviews of his episodes. So is it like he's not playing it blind? No. So okay. he he has read through all of them or um, has curated, like people will send in audio files. So he'll okay. play the audio files okay. on there. Um. And then he will answer them or get That's someone great. else to answer yeah. them. Yeah, it's really interesting. So if you think that I would like be that. helpful and fun for us to do as a podcast, you being all of the people that are listening, let <laughs> us know. And then we could start doing that. 
Do you, what, so tell me more about, yeah. like, what does he talk about? Is it all about fly fishing? Like mm -hmm. how, like tutorials or best spots to fly fish? It's super nerdy. Okay. <laughs> and like, it can be anything from like, how to catch these kind of fish to like, let's talk about the life cycle of this bug. Because the fish wow. will eat that bug. And so if you can understand the lifestyle, you can understand how to catch fish better. Wow. Yeah. So it's like science was so water much ecology. to fishing? Oh, yeah. It's a lot. I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah. Because it's pretty layered and it's like a puzzle that changes that you have the pieces most of the time. Hmm. And if you can put them together, then you can catch fish. And if you put it together really well, you catch a lot of fish or a big yeah. fish. So, yeah. It's fun because it's, again, it goes back into learning. So yeah. I feel like I'm learning something every time I listen. Well, but, then that answer is that you're a five because they're dang, like the learner. So I'm a three and a five. Maybe you're a four a and you're three and five, so you're strong wings. <laughs> okay. What podcast are you into? Oh, well, mine's a very different answer, but if you know Mark and I, we're different people. Um, I the, I go through phases of like yeah. either listening to music all the time yeah. or listening to podcasts, all that stuff. So right now I'm in a music era, but my podcast that I constantly listen to is called The Popcast. Yes. And it's all about pop culture. Yep. Things that don't matter is their like slogan, mm -hmm. um, but they're also like Christians. So it's really oh, fun to cool. hear their take on, on stuff. And um, they do a weekly episode um, for people who they're called best. You can be a friend of the show okay. or a best friend of the show. If you support them on Patreon, are you a best friend? I'm a show? best friend of the show. Of course you are. Um, it's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> and they do a weekly, like it's called the more, you know, <clears throat> okay. And it's just like pop culture recap from the last week. And yeah. so that's where I get all of my, you know, thing. and they're so funny. It's a guy and a girl. She's a seven. He's, oh my gosh, I think he's a five. That would be really weird if you were a five then. So they're just like, they make it super fun, but they also yeah. like, they just talk about the weirdest stuff and really? it's really fun. They also have another podcast called The Bible Binge where they, I've talked, I've like tried yeah. to want to do this here yeah. without completely copying them, but they like tons of different things. But one of the things they do is they read like through a Bible story, yeah. but then they like connect it to pop culture by like casting the characters. So like we're doing oh. the story of Moses and Moses is going to be played by Christian Bale and then like which actually was a movie and he did play Moses but um, and then his sister is okay. played by you know whoever and so and then they just talk through it more like it's a, the story side of it and they like Interesting. make fun of it but then they also kind of like uh, not make fun of it make light of it but then also like dig deeper of like things that they've learned and huh. um, yeah so it's pretty cool it's what fun a cool way to approach scripture yeah interesting it's great huh I also love um, the Bible Project podcast, too. Oh. Again, super deep, and it's like you're in a seminary class mm. because their episodes are like hour and something long yeah. and then like 15 episodes <clears throat> in length to figure out like just this one theme or concept oh, wow. or book study. Ooh. So that's been super yeah. interesting too. The other one I think I mentioned this last week is called Bama that I listened to, very mm. similar to that, where it's mm -hmm. going through the Bible and just – Reading it more through an Eastern Jewish religious lens. Interesting. So like how it was actually supposed to be yeah. read. Uh -huh. Very fascinating. Very good. Uh, you know, when, especially with this sermon series okay. that we're in, the rest of the story, yeah. there's like things that, you know, I, I remember like when Adam did his talk um, on Noah and the Ark, yeah. I was like, he'd like shared a couple things that like, you know, you might not know if you just read the Bible story, mm -hmm. but he also is a listener of Bama. And so he shared a couple of things and I was like, I already know that stuff because I listened to that podcast, nice. like the rainbow and the clouds, you yeah. know, and actually just a bow is the actual word and that kind yeah. of stuff. But it's really, really fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Jess, when did you decide to follow Jesus for yourself? Ooh. We've talked about, I mean, as we're in this series where we're revisiting our childhood mm -hmm. interpretations, we've heard amazing stories like you standing on top of Bibles and getting in <laughs> trouble for it and like like memorizing all the songs and all of that. But at what point did that turn into um, your awesome, sweet missionary parents taking you to church? Yeah. And then you saying, I want to go to church. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's, this is a hard one for me because I did grow up in the church. My grandpa was a pastor. My mom worked at the church. My dad was an elder, went to the same church for 
most of my life, my parents went there for 30 something years. Um, so church was always thing. I always mm-hmm. wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to go to the youth group. I always wanted to go to the college group, all this stuff. I had a little bit of break in my early 20s. Still f- completely followed God, but just was like, I'm going to take a break from church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so making it my own is such a, you know, there wasn't like one specific moment where I was just like, this is my faith, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, every summer camp, every winter camp in high school, I would rededicate my life to Christ because, you know, clearly didn't work the first couple thousand times I did it. <laughs> um, but it probably wasn't until I was in like my late 20s, um, maybe more like mid 20s, actually, when I first started coming to Menlo, because because I grew up in the same church, I like knew everybody, everybody knew me, everybody knew my parents. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of like that's that there you are like i'm just there right but coming to menlo i remember walking in not knowing anybody i mean i knew a couple people because i had started uh before i came on a sunday morning i started helping with the high school group at the mountain view campus and so i knew a couple of the high school kids and i knew the other volunteers and i knew the director and like that was it and so it was such a unique experience walking into a church and just knowing nobody um and so i think probably around that time is when I fully started making it like my faith because it was like, this is my church. Mm -hmm. This isn't the church I grew up in. This isn't my parents' church. I think my grandma even worked at the church for a little bit. And so it's like, this was my church, my faith, making it my own. Um, Yeah. So I think it was probably like around then early twenties. And then it's just been a constant, you know, journey and ups and downs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Kind of similar. Uh, I mean, I've shared before that my mom was my children's minister growing up. Yes. Which was sweet. Um, but I think Is she was, a listener? So I feel like there's been a couple I, times you've mentioned her and asked questions. and I think she listens now and again. Okay. I don't think it's her normal rhythm of listening. She's, she's trying to get plugged into a church down south in Orange County. Um, and so I think she's been kind of trying to try out different church mm-hmm. stuff down there. Um, but... It was probably end of high school is when I really was like, yes, I want to do this for myself. Because like you, yeah, I'd go on Sundays, I would attend, there was youth group, or we called it Basic Brothers and Sisters in Christ. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That That is basic, but... That was our our high school hangout. That's funny. It was awesome. Um, Basic. That's clever, actually. But I never really felt like I fit in. And that was more of a Hmm. me thing than it was a... uh, a church thing. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, I think towards the end of high school, I just had to decide like, this isn't something like I'm not going cause I think it's super fun, even though it was sometimes <laughs> or like, I love the people there because I did, but I also felt like I was an outsider too. And so it was just like a, a kind of a decision that I just needed to rely more on God based off of where I kind of was. And through some great conversations and interactions, it was like, okay, like, I think I'm going to do this. And yeah. so, um, I, similar to you, kind of when I went away to college at Cal Poly, I wouldn't really attend church very much while I was there, um, but never identified as not Christian. Did you go, they had a really big Christian organization on their campus. They did. Yeah. What's there it was, Camps Crusade? Mm-hmm. Is that what it that was? That was big. Yeah. There was um, a few others that were around too. Okay. I tried to get plugged in. Um, again, it wasn't really a super great fit, and that was more of a me thing than anything else. And so, yeah. Um, but it was probably in those early, like late teens, early 20s when I was like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is for sure. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, as you can tell, Mark has more deep spiritual questions, and then my fun Enneagram (laughs) 7 lighthearted questions are here. But you know what? This is, that's exactly, you're getting to know us. This is us. So, um, do you have a bucket list vacation destination? I feel like you are, uh, so one of the questions, I just like Googled some fun questions. One of the questions was like, what's the tallest building you've ever been on? And it made me think of how you just climbed. Was it Mount Whitney? I did. Last year, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that made me think of this. Like, is there another like mountain you want to climb or just in general, another vacation or both? 
I don't know if I want to climb any more mountains. <laughs> that was enough. Because if they get any taller, then I need like ice training and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really know if I want to go in that direction. Yeah. Um, but fishing wise, I have a fish destination bucket list. Okay. Okay. And then I have a like Missy travel destination bucket list. Yes. And then I have like a family with like my parents. Okay. And stuff. Let's so hear it. I would love to take my parents to Italy. Or somewhere oh, in the Mediterranean. Yeah. I don't think my dad has ever been to Europe. And my mom used to travel there for business okay. when she was working at what is now Boeing. Um, but I don't think she ever like spent time in Italy or on the coast there. Hmm. So I'd love to take them to that because yeah. that would just be a really amazing trip for them. Um, is your... Mm -hmm. Sorry. One of your parents is Japanese. Yeah. Is the other one Italian? No. My okay. mom is... French, Irish, and okay. Dutch. I didn't know if there was a specific reason for Italy. We just I mean, love Italy. It's freaking beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Um, or just anywhere in the Mediterranean, okay. really. Um, Italy's, I feel like my mom would really enjoy the culture mm. and the, the history of yeah. the church there. Oh, totally. Yeah. So she would really love that. Okay. Um, fishing bucket list is definitely the Amazon. Oh, There's some crazy fish okay. down there. You and Phil can go on this trip together. I would love that. Um, and then with Missy, we want to see the Northern Lights. Oh, yes. I'll go with you too. Please. Yeah. I think Brett and Taylor are going to go and do that. Oh. Jealous. So, yeah. When I was in Iceland, that was the main reason I chose to go to Iceland, and it was too overcast the whole time. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. What are your bucket list destinations? All of them. Yeah. I <laughs> I know, right? Um, <clears throat> definitely like Greece, the Amalfi Coast is like yes. a huge bucket list item. But hopefully next summer or next year sometime, yeah. I would like to do a little triangle of Ireland, yeah. um, Scotland, and Norway. Okay. Um, because when I was in Iceland, they said if you want better chances to see the Northern Lights, Norway is actually a better spot. And then one of my best friends, her uh, sister lives in Scotland. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she was like, I, I kind of want to go out and visit her. And I was like, I will come with you. Um, and then Ireland is just so beautiful. So, and I just, I actually like looked on a map, like what's near each other. And I was like, great, look at that. Yeah. So that's my like hope for next year to do that. Cool. But I've actually like never been to Canada either. And I would love to like go to um Banff. I don't even know how to say yeah. that right. Yeah. Um, and some of the, like, there's just some really beautiful Gorgeous. like lakes and mm -hmm. just like beautiful scenery everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, An Alaskan cruise would be so fun. Be really also cool. in Norway, killer whales. Orcas Ooh. are like my jam. <laughs> so it's like the Alaska and or Norway. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they're in the Bay Area, and I still haven't seen them. Every time I've gone um, whale watching, but what you like to do? What? Which you like to do a lot. Yes, I do like to go whale watching a lot. Mm -hmm. but Fun. Someday. Okay. Oh, no, it's your question again. So, <laughs> it's like the Oof. most deepest yeah. level that we're going to get to Should I do my today. question and then end yeah, with this one? Okay. I have one more lighthearted question. Um, who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why is that perfect? Because that is amazing. Says I look like him. You kind of do. I kind of want to grow my hair out and like do the Keanu Reeves, yeah. like kind of long, kind of short. Do you know what his country of origin is? I think he is a little bit Hawaiian and something else too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which is kind of like me, mm -hmm. just all mixed up. We call it Hapa. He's actually Canadian. Oh, I mean, obviously, there's. Oh wait, here. Uh, born in Beirut and raised in Toronto. Okay. But it doesn't say anything else about. Oh, um, Hoppe just means like half, half something, half something else. Yeah, probably. So that would be really cool. I could see that. But I feel oh, like Lebanese. He's, he's not as energetic as I am. He's like calm, cool, and composed. Which yeah, I am sometimes when I'm like serious work mode, Mark. But like natural Mark is not that. <laughs> His um, mother was an English performer and costume designer, and okay. his father was a Hawaiian geologist. Perfect. Sweet. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. What about for you? Oh, man. Um, I would say Emma Stone. Yes. I'd want her to play I me. Actually, someone told me once I looked like her, and I like wanted to like 
give them the biggest hug and kiss them because she's <laughs> gorgeous. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, you know, like the light skin, red hair, yep. super funny. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so classic. Fun. Um, so Jess, we've been in this series and it's brought up a lot of talks about what we used to believe around mm-hmm. or what, what we were told as kids um, at the capacity that we were at yeah. with Bible stories and now revisiting them along this line of if you don't grow up with your faith, then you'll grow out of it. Yeah. And so I know this has been such a, a good big line. part of your journey. Um, so what have you learned from deconstruction and reconstruction mm-hmm. and how has that journey been and how has that shaped your view of God now? Yeah. I do have to give a classic Menlo Midweek shout out to Scott Pombush who preached this last Sunday. Yes. He said the phrase NS, wait, what was it? NSFG, not suitable for flannel graph. And I was like, <laughs> the fact that this is not our sermon series makes me really sad. I was like, this, it was fantastic. so good. I'm sorry. I just had to throw that out there. That was one thing I was going to talk about if we interviewed Scott, but he's on vacation. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's such a good question. I think for me, the biggest thing has been turning my focus mm-hmm. just onto Jesus. Hmm. Because obviously he's been a big part of my life, my faith, all of that stuff. But right. there's so many other, you know, tasks, if you will, that you you go to church, you read the Bible, you have your quiet time, mm-hmm. you are in a life group, you go, you know, and if you're specifically at Menlo, you go to starting point, you know, all those things, yeah. which are all wonderful things that you should be doing. But it it was so easy to get caught up in doing those things, especially working at a church like. Mm. My faith is my is the church or like yes. my faith is my job. So what I do at my job is connected to God. So I'm constantly thinking about him. So that's enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think through this whole process and even through our, um, oh gosh, what was the series last year? Which one? Was it Dustin Divine? No, that's the song. That's the song. <laughs> um, uh, that It was that human? series though, Being Human. I think that was it or the one after it where it was all just focused on Jesus and like, who he was and what he did. I'm going to look it up too because yeah. it's we're both like in this um, face. Being human face. was blue and white graphics and the one after that was gold. Was it the gold one? It's funny how my brain remembers that and not the actual. Wait, oh, this is 2023. <laughs> Being human, not get in the game. That wasn't it. Um, I think it must have been. Oh, no, the Colossian series. Colossian, That's yep. the one. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Sorry if you were listening, you're like screaming the name at us. Um, yes, that series was so good. It was like so timely for me. Just really like putting the focus back on Jesus. I think with the the culture right now of like a lot of people disliking evangelicals, disliking really far right wing people, mm-hmm. disliking the you hear the name Christian and you mm-hmm. cringe, mm-hmm. Um, all of those things have been really difficult as I associate myself as a Christian, someone who follows Jesus um, and grew up in an evangelical church and, you know, all that stuff. And so being able to kind of put everything else on the back burner and focus more on who Jesus is and what he did and what he was about and what he's still doing just really shaped or is continues to shape my thought processes, my my job, my life, uh, my quiet time, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been really sweet to, especially that series was just these little reminders of like, you know, you hear these big statements of like the ch- what the church believes and it's like, that's not even what Jesus said, did or believed. And so... Um, yeah, so I think it's just been a really cool opportunity for me to kind of shift and like change course a little bit and just like, you know, there's so much that he was, he came for the poor, he came for the sick, he came for the lowly, he hung out with all those people, he, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, was not white. And like, (laughs) you know, a lot of those things um, just kind of like, learning more about like all of that stuff has just been really, really special. Yeah. Yeah. What a journey. Yeah. What about you? It's interesting because I feel like my mind doesn't really grapple with deconstruction and reconstruction Mm. as much as it grapples with 
different church doctrine amongst uh, mm. different denominations. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so I always thought there was one right one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like growing up in my little free Methodist church, I thought that was, I thought every church on Sunday would hear, think, and believe something the exact same as I did. Yeah. I just didn't know that there yeah. was, or didn't even think like, oh, there's a reason why these names are different on church buildings. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to, yeah, sort out where I, where I land mm -hmm. in the spectrum of evangelical Christianity. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's just been a lot of, a lot of questions mm -hmm. and I've had to seek a lot of counsel with that. Um, but always in, always wanting to try to not, not make it framed as I was lied to or right. this or that, but more so mm -hmm. just as I, as I understand faith more, where do I feel like I understand God to be present in? Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know if that's, you know, relieving or comforting or just offers up more questions. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I, I go down that hole, like rabbit hole too, but it's less about, yeah, the the deconstruction of faith itself and more about trying to figure out my place in it. Mm. The yeah. Almost the deconstruction of your I don't even want to say belief system because that feels like a big word too. Mm -hmm. Just the way, you know, we were taught. I think mm -hmm. part of it too is like we were taught a lot of things in black and white. Like yeah. you said, like I thought that there uh, was mm -hmm. the Methodists were the right denomination. And if sure. there was another one, they had it wrong. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know like the, the differences. In, yeah. It's like, I grew up with a woman pastor. Yeah. And I thought that was totally fine for everyone. <laughs> I had no idea. Some people don't think that's okay. I grew up at a church where we were not allowed to have right. women pastors. Yeah. And so having conversations about those later in life were a little bit shocking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, we're, I thought we were all on the same like team here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Are we team Jesus? Like yeah, what's happening? Like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. And so, yeah. That's cool. It's been, it's been interesting. Has there sure. been anything specific that you've learned recently that has really kind of maybe not shocked you, but just been kind of like, oh, I like, that's good. I think I've learned to appreciate different things and appreciate aspects and parts of denominations that aren't mm. necessarily mine. Okay. So like I really loved and appreciated the reverence of going into a Catholic church in yeah. Italy. Oh my gosh. Like you cannot go in there if you have bare shoulders and shorts above your knees yeah. and 90 degrees in summer because this is a reverent place where mm -hmm. God exists. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And I was like, man, that it, there's something to that. Mm -hmm. Or there's something to a structured mass. Yeah. I didn't attend one, but I kind of observed about 15 minutes of one as mm -hmm. I was trying to like see what was happening. And so like, yeah, super interesting. I also really love the spirit-filled worship of Pentecostal churches. Mm. I think that's really fun and exciting. Yeah. And so there's something totally. about that that is just like, man, that's really, really cool. And so there's things about each denomination that I really love or pieces and parts of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then just trying to put them together in the best way or however much overlap there is. I don't know. Or maybe that's what it is now. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to find my place in yeah. all of it. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just being, it's learning to appreciate the differences as opposed to pointing a finger. Yeah. yeah. When you talked about the, the mass in Italy, mm -hmm. it reminded me of when I was in London, I went to St. Paul's Cathedral. Mm. Um, I primarily went there because one of my favorite movies is Mary Poppins and that's <laughs> where they sing the feed the birds song. Um, okay. but then I happened to be there on a Sunday and there was like a list of all the different like mass times. Yeah. And I was like right on time so I was like oh my gosh so I go in and just like similar to that like the beauty of the structure itself uh -huh. is just like unreal and then yeah there's something to that specific we're gonna do this and then this and then uh -huh. this and then this mm -hmm. and the song and the preaching and all of this stuff and the scripture is just like so like historic and like just really, really cool. And I cried multiple times because mm -hmm. 
obviously Jesus and God, they're everywhere, but it's like you feel the spirit. You walk in those doors and you look at the building and it's just like, whoosh, the the spirit of the Lord is present here. And then they had like a, you know, a children's, I don't even know if children's is the right word, choir, like a boy's choir. Mm. And you're not allowed to take like pictures and videos, but I like had my phone just on my lap recording. So I wasn't like taking it of them, but just getting the sounds. Uh And it was just like the most beautiful sound that you will like ever hear. And I will never forget that moment. And there is something to that type of service that just kind of takes you to a different place. Mm -hmm. Um, That just like, yeah, I just was like, this this was such a cool God moment that I got to like experience that randomly because I was trying to go find a Mary Poppins thing. The most just reason ever. I literally, I was like, if you yeah. didn't know me now, you know me now. Yeah. All of these things are very, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, as we're going into fall here mm-hmm. at Menlo, we hope that we can bring that excitement or at least that wonder of trying to get people into a, a space and a place where they can experience God. Yeah. And so what are you looking forward to most about where we're headed for fall? It's a great question. Um, man, we have so many things going on. Uh, Are we allowed to talk about some of them? Oh, I don't know. What would we not be allowed to talk about? Well, you can't say it here. <laughs> well, we talked about the third service launch before. Okay. Um, now I'm like nervous that I shouldn't say anything. Okay. Um, I, I think actually one thing I'm looking forward to besides christmas because it's me and i love christmas and i get to project management every year and this year's um series theme is really fun so i'm very excited nice um stay tuned um but i'm really excited um this hasn't been if you're on one of these teams you'll get an email this week our team our creative team which includes production online um, marketing and uh, video and all that stuff as well as the worship team mm-hmm. we're getting our teams together for like a fun hangout night at the end of august yes. and i am really looking forward to it i don't usually like those kinds of things honestly if mm-hmm. i'm completely honest um but we did some planning yesterday with our mm-hmm. team and it was like so fun and then it's like we, i get to hang out with Mark and all of our our staff and some of the worship leaders will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a really fun night. It's just going to be, there's going to be a little bit of like a, you know, here's where we're at, here's where we're going. But for the most part, it's just going to be hanging out and getting to talk to people and yeah. getting to hopefully get some volunteers to come and join our teams. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be so yeah. fun. What about you? That's definitely going to be a highlight. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to the space that we're recording this in being redone. Oh my gosh, huge. Yes. So this will probably be the last podcast that we record in this little corner. Oh no. Oh, well then it is kind of special that it's just the two of us. No offense, Phil. Because on the other side of this wall is going to be our new podcast area, which got painted. They're just kind of putting Mm. some finishing touches on the walls and then we can go in and decorate it, which will be really fun. Um, and then the space that we're in now will be used for all sorts of video production, um, leader updates, trainings, Mm -hmm. maybe even some talks or weekend stuff. So, uh, super excited about that. And thank you for those that have reached out to help make this happen. And again, we're always looking for more help too. So if you have experience building studio or you just want to say, Hey, I want to come in and help move some stuff around. Mm -hmm. We'd love to have you. So you can text us at 650-600-0402. Uh, and then I think that we have a lot of really cool um, pieces in where we're trying to connect where we're headed now to basically the future of Menlo. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be giving a lot of kind of higher level vision mm. talks about, man, this is where Menlo has been for the at last X years. Yeah. And, this is where we want to go and this is where we're headed. And I'm I'm super excited for that. Yeah. Because it feels like, I don't know, as we've been at, like you've been here eight years, nine years? 11. 11. Jeez. Uh, on staff, 11 in September. Okay. But I think it's 12 or 13 oh now at, yes. as a patron so of the So you've seen like twice as much as I have. But basically <laughs> in the time that I've been here, it just has always felt like, 
as for me personally, and probably for you, like for such a time as this, mm-hmm. like we're here for this reason. Yeah. And it sounds like in Menlo's history, like this is a, a cool moment where we're coming out of a pandemic. We're going into a new season with mm-hmm. a new senior pastor. And so it just feels like there's a lot of opportunity there. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for where we're headed. I don't think it's... Um, not allowed to be announced, but if you didn't know, Menlo Church is going to turn 150 years old yes. in November. So we've got some fun things getting planned for that. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on this fall. Yeah. We're going to have Halloween events that we do every year, trick-or-treat extravaganza. We'll have Starting Point come mm-hmm. again. We're going to launch something else that's going to be like a, if you can't go to all three or four weeks of starting point, Mm -hmm. this one Sunday a month kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a lot of really cool stuff coming down the road. But I I will tack on, I'm very excited for our new podcast studio. Definitely. And excited to hang out with all of you. Yeah. All all of the online people that are listening. Um, We're hopefully going to have another barbecue hangout before the summer's over. And so we have a great volunteer, shout to Carol, working on that now. um, Hi, Carol. Yes. Hi, Carol. And so that's going to be really exciting, just connecting more with our online people. Yeah. Um, we hope that you enjoy this time. Yeah. And are looking forward to getting to know some of the campuses better as yeah. well as our central team. I think mm-hmm. we're going to have a central team day takeover too. And Do we know when those are coming out? I forget. Starting, starting next week? Two weeks. Two weeks from now, okay. I believe. Yep. Yeah. So we'll have a midweek with Cheryl next week. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to get... We're gonna get taken over, yeah, by the campuses. Yeah. So, are we still gonna do regular Menlo midweek? I think so. Okay, I Phil will so. be back, and Phil will be back. Let us know if you don't want us to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody, have a wonderful week. Thanks so much for Yay. tuning in. If you have any questions or want to ask sp- certain people on certain campuses, oh yeah, questions, send them in. We'll pass those along to. Literally, them. send in any question you have. Yeah, yeah and if you want to do something similar where we answer your questions about faith or Christianity or anything in the, to start off these podcasts. Yeah. We'd love to know that too. We should figure out if, cause I think the, the phone number we have is just a text service. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to link a voicemail to that phone number? I think you can, you can call that number and leave a voicemail. Oh. Yeah. There you go. So if you want to leave us a voice message. All right. I heard you can now leave FaceTime voice messages too. Me too. Which some is really the, funny. Some of the jokes about that are awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. See you soon. <laughs>